Hello, welcome to Travel Along Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lisensky, and I'm very excited to take you along with me to Bocas del Toro Islands in Panama. This was probably the highlight of my trip to Panama for me. These islands are amazing. There's a huge variety of what you can experience on these islands. You can get way off the beaten track in a secluded area. There's a party scene on the main island and everywhere in between. There's budget lodging, there's all-inclusive resorts. But there's a really chill vibe on all these islands, really fun place to explore. These islands are located on the northern coast of Panama, all the way up against the border of Costa Rica. Highlights in this episode will include learning to navigate the water taxi system on these islands, wading up to my neck in a cave full of bats, the ups and downs of traveling alone over the holidays, and lots of sunshine. So come along with me to Bocas del Toro, Panama. So at this point in the trip, I've been in Panama for five days or so. I feel like I've conquered Panama City. I'm proud of myself. I've made some really great new friends that I think I'll be in touch with for a long time. And now it's time to really get out there on my own. And it's my first big travel day. So Bocas is probably easier to access from Costa Rica, actually. It's pretty far from Panama City. Uh, But here's some ways you can get there. You can definitely take a bus. You have to take a ferry or some kind of boat at the end. Uh, But it's about nine hours to get there by bus, which is about $35. There is an overnight option, which seems like a good way to go. Uh, But I just didn't want to spend too much time uh, doing that. You can also take a plane, which is one hour. And I spent about $125 on my ticket. Uh, If you want to go in between those two things, you can do like a tourist shuttle, which you can set up at a lot of different hostels. They will take you to various um, well-traveled locations. Bocas del Toro is a major tourist draw in Panama. So um, that's kind of partway in between something like $60, maybe. Don't quote me on that for a tourist shuttle from Panama City to Bocas. But it's still, you're going to spend an entire day on the shuttle. So if you travel to Bocas overland, whether that's from Costa Rica or from Panama City, you'll likely stop in the mountain town of Boquete. Here's my friend Tetska explaining how she got to Bocas, where we met. I quit my job. Um, I used to be a lawyer in Amsterdam, um, and I decided I wanted to do something else with my life. Um, And I was going to figure that out during these travels. So I've taken about five months to travel. And uh, it's been amazing. I started with with Charlotte, my friend who you met in uh, in Bogas. And we've gone through, we started in Costa Rica, made a loop through Panama. We we got to Panama overland, um, so through uh, via Costa Rica, took a bus. And it was actually quite easy to get to get through the um, uh, through security and, and customs. It's, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it like it's an airport, which is not. It's completely different than 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 an airport. An airport is just way more convenient. So Boquete is a town in the mountains of Panama. It's on the on the left side, I think the west side. 
Um, and uh, near De David, um, one of the bigger towns in, in Panama, and about, I want to say, 10 hours from Panama City by bus. And it's a gorgeous little town. Um, it has a lot of restaurants, a lot of good restaurants, a really good brewery that does really good hamburgers. Can highly recommend going there. And Charlotte and I were happy to discover that it also had a little wine shop um, where you could get wine with a chocolate. Um, so we indul indulged on that on our first night there. So yeah, from Bocchetti, we went to um, Bocas, Bocas del Toro, the group of islands um, just north of, uh, of Bocchetti. Um, we took a private shuttle or, uh, well, it was arranged by our hotel. Um, it was with other people, so not private, but it was, to us, it was the easiest way to, to get to Bocas. Costed about $30, I think. It was about a four hour drive. I want to say to Bocas, can't really remember, but it was, it was a beautiful drive. We were able to see some nice scenery. And then, um, obviously, we couldn't drive to Bocas because Bocas is an island. Um, uh, but they took us to the um, to the port town, and from there we took a uh, ferry. So the port town wasn't very interesting. We we were just dropped off at the ferry point and um, took a little boat from there with about thirty other people um, to Bocas del Toro. We arrived at the mainland, and then from there we took another. Um, water taxi they call them to um, the place that we met Laura um, and it was a gorgeous gorgeous place. As far as how I got there though I decided to take the easy route this time and fly from Panama City to Bocas Town. So it was kind of fun to do a domestic flight within Panama. I flew Air Panama. <laughs> It was a pretty small plane. I was psyched to have the window seat because landing in Bocas Town was amazing. Very small airport. When we got there, we're all waiting for our bags. This guy was here to welcome us. a little bit ridiculous. He had his Santa hat on. It was Christmas Eve. But he really got everybody to sing along and the atmosphere was just something special. So the different islands offer a lot of different things. There's Isla Cologne, that's the main island where you would find Bocas del Toro or Bocas Town. It seems like most of the people that stay in Bocas Town are really just there to party. I'm sure there's some exceptions and you can get kind of out of town on the island. Um, but I think there's so much else out there that I would not recommend staying um, on Isla Cologne. Isla Bastamientos is a really big one. Um, it's got nice beaches. It's got a place called Red, Red Frog Beach. 
It has a fair amount of hostels and resorts, uh, but is not the same kind of concentrated town that you find on Isla Cologne. Uh, there's some really diverse options. I was on Isla Salarte. There's really not much on that island uh, besides one or two hostels or resorts. It has Hospital Point, which is where some of the best snorkeling is supposed to be. And then the most off the beaten track, you have Isla San Cristobal. It's got really quiet, higher end accommodations. Uh, Dolphin Bay, where supposedly you can see dolphins. Um, but really, basically, whatever level of privacy and quiet versus party and beaches, you've got the whole variety. You can find whatever it is you want. So I arrived in Bocas Town and walked from the airport. The town is not very big. It's easy to walk around. There's a main road that goes right up against the water. Coming from Panama City, it was so chill, easy to walk around. Even with my bag, I didn't feel worried at all wandering around. So I, I spent a couple hours just exploring Bocas Town before I left to find my hostel. The side that's up against the water is all built out over the water. Uh, so I stopped at a restaurant and had lunch kind of on, on the pier overlooking the water. And then I had to figure out how to get a water taxi to where I was going. So the whole water taxi system was fascinating to me and kind of fun to, to figure out. One of those things that is completely baffling when you arrive somewhere and by the time you leave, you've got it down and feel kind of proud of yourself. So from Bocas Town, there's a few different companies that have stations, little offices along the main street. I don't think it matters which one you use. Uh, so I found one and there's different prices for different distances to my hostel that was called Bambudas on Isla Solarte, the close end of Isla Solarte. It was $5 just as a reference. It cost $6 if it was nighttime. And if you were alone at any point, you had to just pay for two seats. So it would have cost me $10 if no one else was going at the same time. If you want to go the other direction, or if you're leaving from a, a restaurant or a resort anywhere on the islands, they can call you a water taxi and they'll come pick you up. And it does not seem to cost any more when they do that. So I hopped in my water taxi. Uh, there was someone else that was dropped off somewhere along the way and we saw dolphins from the water taxi. It was amazing. We also stopped and picked up a local family from their house. Uh, so then we pulled up at Bambudas. I was baffled. Um, I hands down 1 billion percent recommend this place. I've never stayed anywhere like this. Um, 
it was for being really reasonable prices, absolutely phenomenal. It was tucked onto the side of the hill, various levels of rooms. Um, you know, you could get a shared, a shared hostel type room. You could get your own room kind of above the hostel. I decided to, since it was Christmas, I decided to splurge on my own little cabin that was kind of away from the rest of the hostel, which was the right choice. It was really great. Here's what it sounded like. There's a bar and restaurant there. In fact, they don't really want you to bring your own food because that's part of the deal is they just put everything on your tab while you're there and then you get to be surprised at how much you spent at the end of it. But they have every night communal dinner and so they have a few choices to choose from each night at dinner and you just need to let them know by a certain time in the afternoon if you'll be eating dinner there or not. And then for breakfast and lunch, there's a, a menu you can order from. The food was really good. I had one thing that was just kind of okay. Everything else was really quite good. There was so much to do there, but you could easily spend your time drinking cocktails by the pool and enjoying the view. There is a trail through the jungle right from the hostel, and they lead a, a group to do the jungle hike every morning was not recommended that I do that by myself because there's a few places where it's not super clear where the trail goes. But that sounded cool. Uh, there was supposed to be snorkeling right in front of the hostel, although I went out and tried it and I didn't have any luck finding the reef that they were talking about. There's all kinds of tours that you can sign up for. And then there is the water slide. I do not recommend the water slide. I was psyched about this water slide before I got there. Then I got there and realized this water slide does not have the level of safety that one comes to expect in the United States. And I talked to enough people who had hurt themselves some significantly on this thing and heard enough horror stories about drunk people going down it and really hurting themselves that I wasn't going to mess with it. That was not how I wanted to ruin my vacation. And so a lot of people tried to convince me to go down the slide, but I said no, which is impressive if you know me because I respond very easily to peer pressure. When we arrived, you could already see um, the water slide coming down. Uh, it looked really adventurous and fun. Um, I tried the water slide once, didn't go well. <laughs> Nearly fell off um, uh, and didn't try it again. But everyone else seemed to have a lovely time on it. Um, I don't think you should do it drunk. <laughs> um, and that was that was basically... Well, what the what the hostel was about, it was it was not a party party hostel per se. I would say it was a lot of relaxing during the day as well. 
Um, they played some good music there. Um, there was good people. And during the evening, um, you just had dinner with everyone. People just gather around um, at the tables there and, and have a fun dinner together. And yeah, we saw these little frogs whilst we were walking through the jungle there. And um, it's just so great to see so many of them. And I, I, I think that's Panama and Central America, maybe in general, um, that the wildlife there is, is insane. You can see so many cool animals that you don't see back at home. Um, and that was one of the one of the highlights of Bogos was that was that beach to me. So I arrive at this new place on Christmas Eve, and I'm feeling a little sad because I have left these fantastic new friends behind in Panama City. I'm doing Christmas without my family, without my kids. There's a big communal dinner, but there's no space at the big table. So I sit at a nearby table by myself and I'm telling myself, I know it always takes a day. It takes a day or two to get to know people when you get to a new place, but it was a lonely start to the day. Christmas Eve in a lot of Latin American countries is quite the party. So by the end of the evening, I had made some friends. So I'm meeting some people, I'm having a nice time, and then all of a sudden, it's midnight, the entire place empties out and gets onto a water taxi, and I have to make an instantaneous decision of whether I go along or not. I don't know how water taxis work. I'm brand new to this place. But I thought, why not live a little? So I get on this water taxi, which takes us to the Selena in Bocas Town, which is the biggest party on the island. As soon as I step off that boat, I regret it. Because y'all, I'm 41 years old, and besides being tired, this place was outside, but it was super crowded, and so I really didn't feel very COVID safe. So I was trying to convince people to go home with me. No one wanted to leave. I ended out just kind of hanging out on the edge of things in the fresh air for a while. Of course, then I started thinking about my kids, who I missed, and it's Christmas Eve, and And I got all sad. And then some asshole walks by and tells me I should be happier. That didn't help. So next thing I know, of course, I'm crying in the bathroom at the club on Christmas Eve. It was kind of a low point. So I pull myself together, realize I got to leave, figure out how to get a water taxi by myself. I was worried that it was going to cost an obscene amount. When I had got on the water taxi, I paid $5, as did the other 40 people on the boat. So I figured there was no way I could afford to take it back. But it turns out you still just have to pay two. So I paid $10 to get back home. It was a little scary and arguably stupid to drive off into the dark on this boat when I couldn't tell what direction we were going. But I got back to my hostel safely. All my driver wanted was to be my friend on Instagram. And... 
woke up on Christmas morning with a good story. Christmas Day was great. It was super chill. I had no plans to do anything besides just hang out and relax. I managed to get a video call in with the family, hung out by the pool, drank cocktails, played some rousing games of pool volleyball, had the communal dinner, attempted to snorkel, just kind of hung out. It was lovely. Hello, this is Charlotte Butterick. I'm from Yorkshire in England. Um, So my favourite thing about Panama was um, in Bocas del Toro uh, on the Caribbean coast, um, lots of little islands, and they're just the most beautiful islands. It's where I spent Christmas, I met Laura, in a great and fun hostel uh, called Bambuda Lodge, which has a big man-made slide that goes down into the um, into the sea, which is a bit lethal, but it's very fun if you sign the contract. So one of the best things to do when you're in Bocas, whether you're on one of the little islands or um, Bocas main town, is to hop on a boat taxi uh, and just explore all the islands. And yeah, you can hop out and and just discover and walk around um so we hopped around a lot of the islands and my other favorite place was bastimientos which has a big big beach and it's beautiful and it just felt like paradise arriving there um and i stayed there for a few nights in a little place called the jungalo um which is like a jungle cabin um you showered in the in the jungle and on this beautiful beach and around that whole island when you're exploring, uh, you can see, if you look closely uh, on the ground or in the trees, in the jungle, you see lots of little tiny red frogs, which, although they look very cute, they're actually very poisonous, but yeah, they're not harmful um, very much to humans. Um, and they're just all over the island, so I'd never seen frogs like that before. That was really exciting. Uh, and that is just their home. And... Yeah, there's lots and lots of wildlife on the jungle um, in the islands and also snorkeling around the islands is amazing. So my hostel had this little three-ring binder full of all these tours that they could connect you with in the area. Things like snorkeling, dolphin tours, hikes, all pretty standard. And then I saw the Bat Cave, which caught my eye. 
It didn't seem like your typical tour or something I could do just anywhere. So I was really interested in that. I asked at the front desk because I didn't really want to have to pay for my own tour. And they said there was a couple running around somewhere that had also seemed interested in the bat tour. So I managed to track them down and we set up a bat tour for the next day. It began with a gorgeous boat ride through these little tiny mangrove channels. It was absolutely gorgeous. There's not much I love more than mangroves. And we just got to go through twists and turns to the point where we almost got lost at one point and saw so much wildlife. We saw multiple sloths and up really close. I've seen sloths before, but they've always been little tiny balls in the tops of trees. These we could really see. When you listen to him, he moves. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so amazing. He's looking right at us. So then we arrived at a little dock and got out and there was a little house with a family there that we paid our entrance fee to and they, and they gave us water shoes, which was awesome because I wasn't really sure what I was going to wear in the cave. I was prepared to ruin my sneakers, but much happier with this option. Then we had a nice little hike through the jungle. And we talked about this island. We were on Bastamientos and the little village that was nearby. En total es como más de 400 personas viviendo. Okay. So this little town has a school and about 450 people. So before too long, we made it to the entrance to the cave. It wasn't too big, just kind of down in the ground, probably 10 feet high, 6 feet wide. We spent a long time at the entrance because there were a lot of creepy crawlies to investigate on the walls. Um, it's called a whip, a whiptail scorpion or something, but it's not actually a scorpion, but they're crazy. They look really scary, but they, they actually eat the scary bugs. They're good. I think that's a cricket. Yeah. There are these crickets that look like spiders. Huge, scary legs. Okay, so... Oh my gosh. This is a... Wow. <laughs> I know. We haven't even gotten five feet into the cave, and it's already crazy. Yeah. If that were in my bed, I would never stop screaming. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh. This is the most amazing and most terrifying thing ever. <laughs> I don't know how I feel right now. Wow. These bats... 
So we're putting on headlamps and we're getting ready to wade into the water into this cave. Y que vive en el agua? Camarones. Camarones. Shrimp. Wow. ¿Y qué comen los camarones? Okay. We're now wading through the water. Based on the amount of wildlife we've seen already in this cave, I'm kind of afraid of what's in the water. Up to our knees so far, but we hear it's going to get deeper. You. They're very good at it. It's very good. So there are thousands of bats in this cave. It's pretty amazing. It's a little unnerving when they fly past your head, but when you look up at the ceiling, it's just entirely covered in bats. Uh, these are nectar bats. They're about six inches long. And this is pretty great. Although you can't help but wonder about all that bat guano that we're wading through. Okay, so we're leaving our bags here so we can go into the waist deep water initially and up to our necks. We'll see how far I go. <laughs> I might not make it up to my neck. Now we've left everything behind and it gets narrower and windier. One little section is kind of like a little slot canyon. It's beautiful. But now I'm starting to remember a conversation we had outside about how we can't go in the cave if it's raining. So when it rains outside, the water level rises rapidly. And we have evidence of this because the water we're walking through is just full of sticks and leaves that have washed in from outside. So now I'm starting to get a little paranoid that it could start raining and we wouldn't know. And soon we're up to our necks in water and eventually there's one spot where we can't touch and we all jump in. Like many experiences I put myself through, it was amazing, magical, memorable and I was really glad when we turned around and started getting closer to the entrance. Oh my God, we've reached the outside. That was definitely one of the craziest things I've ever done. It got up to nine feet deep. We we're swimming through it. It was like a little slot canyon of a cave going, going around twists and turns and it was amazing, but I'm not sorry that I'm out again. What did you guys think? 
When I got back to the hostel, I had a very thorough, very soapy shower, and it was fantastic. Before I knew it, it was time to say goodbye to Hostel Bambudas and all the awesome people that I met there. From the people that worked at the hostel, like Emily, people like Jean-Pierre, the French guy I met who once had traveled all the way across Africa, had crazy stories. One of the only people I've ever met who's also been to Benin, where I did the Peace Corps. Two recovering lawyers, Charlotte and Tesca, the owners of the hostel and their friends visiting from Puerto Rico, this awesome couple who went on the bat tour with me, people from the U.S., Germany, Netherlands, Mexico, Canada, a thousand other places. It's the kind of place that as I left, I felt the need to yell goodbye to everyone to a chorus of goodbye, Loras. I was tearing up when I got there from loneliness, and I was tearing up when I left from all the new friends I made. It was a solid adventure. Stay tuned for our next episode. There's more coming about Panama. And guess what? We just hit a thousand listens on Travel Along Podcast, which is very exciting. So I know y'all are out there listening, but no one's sending me questions. So if you're out there and you have questions about a place I've gone or traveling in general, please send those in. I'd love to answer them. Or if you have your own stories to share, I'd love to hear that as well. You can send those to me at travelalongpodcast at gmail.com. You can send me messages, audio or written on Instagram. If you find Travel Along Podcast on Instagram, you can also check out pictures from this episode if you want to see the bat cave or the crazy water slide. Check them out. Thanks for traveling along with me.